knows that he has a wandering heart. He knows that he's going to find himself off the path. And so he's praying here, depending on God to help. It's a plead. So help me overcome my wandering heart. Help me battle my sinful desires. Now that first verse, we didn't sing it today of Come Now Fount. We sang that song about a month ago. But it calls us to praise the Lord with everything that we've got. Right? Calls for songs of loudest praise. Did I give my loudest praise today? I mean, when you were sitting there this morning, were you like, man, Corey's really, he's into it today. That was loudest praise. Or, or would you think, wow, man, maybe he needs another week off. When you're sitting here, and you're singing songs, are they songs of loudest praise? Or are they familiar lyrics and melodies that we enjoy that just don't really stir our heart to the depths anymore? I'm just wondering, like, why don't I worship God as He deserves? Why do I delight in things that are not God-honoring? Right? Why do I want to live my life in ways that do not fulfill the work of the kingdom? And that frustrates me. And it's just the call back to you, it's because you're prone. And you can battle it by yourself and you're going to lose. And the psalmist knows it. And so I give you my whole heart and I'm asking you, I'm pleading with you, help me in my sinful desires. Do you think God knows the desires of your heart? You think He knows that you struggle? Does He know that I am dust? And the Bible says that clearly. He's patient with us because He knows us. He knows our inclinations. He knows our tendencies. And he doesn't just push us away. He's calling us to get beyond ourselves to depend on Him. Devote your whole heart. Do everything you possibly can to pursue the Lord. But you've got to trust Him as someone who's going to follow His ways. And thankfully, He's provided the ways for us to battle. And let's talk about ways here for a minute. And I think sometimes we buy the lie that if I wander, it's just an isolated event. It's where that phrase, just this once, comes from. You ever said that? Just this once. You know, I'll, I'll cheat on my diet just this once. Or, I'll cheat on my taxes just this once. Or I'll look at something on the computer or in a magazine or at a beach that I shouldn't. Just this once. Or I'll just tell a lie and I, just, I really need to to get out of this situation. It's not going to hurt anybody else. I promise I'll just do it just this once. Anybody seen the Lay's potato chip commercial? You know what they built a pretty good business on? That you and I just can't eat just one. And it's true. <laughs> I dare you to do it. Now you can probably do it now because I said so. But if you just were hungry and you took one chip, you're probably taking a second one. And on the back it would tell you a serving's about a handful and I've got two big hands. Right? And I serve myself because I can't eat just one. It's the same way with my wandering heart to think that it's, 
just an isolated event, I'm going to go this way just this once, is a lie. It's a, it's a way. Not a way like near and away. It's a way like the picture there. It's a path. It's a road. It's a direction to travel. And so when I take a step in lying, and when I take a step in cheating, when I take a step in stealing, when I take a step in laziness, it's not just one step, it's leading down a road. And it's taking my heart, leading me to wander. We can't eat just one. And nor can we just walk one step away. Usually we get further and further and further away and we wonder, how did I get here? Why am I going through the motions? Why is my heart so cold? Why do I feel so distant? Why am I so preoccupied in the temporary rather than being fueled and driven by the things that last forever? What's happened? Typically that's not just a step. That's a wandering. It's a path. It's a way. So the truth of the matter is I cannot follow God with my whole heart and also wander. The author of this psalm knew that to be true and so he puts out this plea. Help me. Help me follow your ways. And here we see in verse 1 that the blessing, the happiness, the true delight of your soul is for those who follow the ways of the Lord. Blessed are those whose ways are blameless who walk according to the law of the Lord. And verse 2 is going to go on just to outline what those ways are. Blessed are those whose ways are blameless. Blameless ways come from the Lord. And the only way I live that out is in total dependency upon Him, His Spirit, His Word, just trusting He's going to come through. He's going to be faithful to uphold me. He's going to be faithful to His Word. You know, we sang this morning that He's our solid rock. And that's the truth of the Word of God, that it's rock solid. Okay? Our ways shift. Our plans can change. But God has never. Plans never change. He never changes His mind. He never finds Himself in a position where He needs to alter what He has promised. He always comes through. Right? So that, that builds some trust in you, doesn't it? When somebody has a word that's rock solid... You trust that. When somebody says, I'll be there, and they show up when they say they're going to show up, and they do that consistently, you trust that the next time they say, I'll be there, that they'll be there. And when somebody has a consistent pattern of saying, I'll be there, but then they call your text, you say, no, I can't come, and they do that over and over again, the next time they say, I'll be there, you're like, yeah, right. I'll believe it when I see it. Okay? God is never that way. There's never a promise that He's offered that He will not fulfill, ever. His Word is rock solid. And so it builds trust in us, therefore, that we can trust Him and depend on Him knowing that we are people who are prone. So here's my whole heart devoted to you fully. Um, and I'm asking you now, depending on you, to help me do this. Whatever it may be, help me to follow your ways. Alright, so we're going to start with you and I uh, being people who... Uh, who depend on the Lord. We're going to be here third, then people who delight in the Lord's Word. People who delight in the Lord's Word. Devoted, depending, and delighting. So the truth of the matter is, where there's trust, there will be delight. 
Right? When you know somebody can come through for you, when somebody says, I'll be there, that means something to you. There's value there because you trust that word. When somebody says, I'll show up, and you're like, yeah, I'll believe it when I see it, there's no delight there. There's no value that you find from what that person is saying. So the truth of the commands of God is that they're not just commands to be obeyed, but they are the only way that you and I will find our heart being delighted. Anybody want to be delighted? Like, touch the core of my soul with satisfaction? Right? Give me a joy that is unspeakable. I just can't put into words. Like, want that sort of delight? That's what the psalmist is going to talk about here in these next few verses we're about to read. You know, a couple weeks ago I asked you, what are some verses that you're hanging your hat on? Remember that conversation? There's some, there's some words that you've not just memorized. There's some words from the Bible that have met you where you are and you have literally experienced God at work in your life. It wasn't just get your mind right and convince yourself that there's a God. It's that His Spirit, which is alive in you, comforted you, gave you peace, gave you clarity, gave you wisdom, gave you boldness, removed your fear like there's a Spirit at work. It's not a manipulation of your emotion of your mind. It's the reality of Christ in us. Right? I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, it's not me. It's Christ in me. So let's read this here. This is how he would convey trust in the Word of God. This is what happens. Then I rejoice as I trust. I rejoice in following your statutes as one rejoices in great riches. If you pulled the winning lottery ticket out of your pocket here this morning and you just realized you had won, would you be excited? $200 million, $300 million? Nobody would take that? You're a prone, you're a prone, alright? You're prone to not tell the truth. I would take it. And my demeanor probably would change. You know why? Because I tend to idolize easy. I tend to idolize wealth. I tend to idolize money. Like that's going to make something better about my life. And the psalmist says here, I rejoice. Like I just won the lottery. As one rejoices in great riches, I rejoice in your statutes. I rejoice in your word. There's not a greater delight that I've found on this planet than the truth of your word which speaks joy, satisfaction to my soul. And so therefore, this is a progression. Therefore, I meditate on your precepts and I consider your ways, right? Why wouldn't you? If you come to the Word of God and it delights your soul, you know what you're going to do next time? You're going to come back to it. You and I tend to pursue things that we delight. Right? If there's a food you can't stand, you're not going to go to a restaurant and order that food today. Because it doesn't delight you. But you go to a restaurant and maybe it's a favorite place of yours and you don't even need to look at the menu. Right? Because you know I'm going to eat this and it's going to be good. It's going to delight me. When you go to the Word of God and you find that it really does delight your soul, you're going to keep coming back to it again and again and again, as we should. And that's what he's saying. 
I have delighted in your statutes. Therefore, now I'm spending more time. I'm going to meditate on them, your precepts. I'm going to consider your ways. I delight in your decrees. So I will not neglect your word. That would be foolish, right? That would make no sense. Here I've found my greatest delight, and now I'm going to go pursue some other way of teaching or thinking worldview. It's just foolishness. And yet the reality is we find ourselves there sometimes wandering. You know, there's nothing as deeply encouraging, enriching, and challenging as the Word of God. Now, there's nothing as satisfying, and there's nothing as essential to our life as the statutes and the precepts and the commands and all these things that we're reading about here this morning. There's nothing as settling as the Word of God. Do you know that to be true? Like somebody that doesn't know that to be true, as a follower of Jesus, they go to the Bible and they read it because they're supposed to. I'm supposed to read this. It's what Christians do. I'm supposed to get to know Him better. And so I'm trying. I just don't like it. I would encourage you to keep tasting, right? That's what the psalmist said. Taste and see, and what will you see? You'll see that the Lord is good. And the pursuit of your heart then will be to chase after what delights you. And when you find delight in that well, you'll continue to press after it. You'll continue to dip your cup and you'll find satisfaction there. Delight as you drink from God's Word. Now the whole picture here of drinking, you know, if we back this up, it's this picture of meditating. He doesn't say, hey, I'm just going to check it and read it real quick and forget it. No, I'm going I'm to think long and hard about this. I'm going to consider your ways. I'm going to meditate on what you've said and then I'm going to consider your ways. And what's going to happen is my heart's going to get delighted. So I won't neglect your word. And so when you go to the Word of God, go there expecting God to meet you. Go there expecting to be fueled. Go there expecting to find a promise that He will fulfill in your life. Go there expecting to hear rather than just, it's what I'm supposed to do. I understand the daily habit. Sometimes we just need to endure and persevere in a daily habit. But do so expecting. Linger. Linger. Just stay. Don't rush. Don't hurry. Ask the Lord to speak to you there in those moments. We tend to pursue what delights our heart most. And sometimes that's why we wander. Because I'm delighting something that's temporary. I'm trading what is deeply enriching for what's just kind of superficial and temporary. So delight in His Word. Not because you have to. Because it's really the only thing that will delight your heart. Have you experienced that? I mean, the living, active Word of God in your life where it just really speaks and ministers to you where you sit. Maybe you're driving down the road and you hear somebody share it and it's, man, that's a good word. That's what I'm in need of. Or man, that just kind of settles me. There's a power. There's a presence. It's much more than just words on a page. You know, the promise here is I will delight your soul. Alright? So don't neglect my word. Be devoted with your whole heart 
knowing that as you devote your whole heart, you still can't do it by yourself. So you and I have got to learn to depend, to trust God's promise. Depend and then say, you know what, I'm going to follow your ways. I may feel like heading this direction. This may seem like a better route, and I know that it may stand in opposition to what you've said, but this is the way. But rather than going my way, I'm going to go your way. All right? It's being dependent on the ways of God, understanding that we're wandering when we put something else in the place where God's Word should reign. And the promise there then is that He will delight us in His Word. You know, wandering can be frustrating. When you find yourself in that position, you're like, how did I get here? That can be really discouraging, disheartening. What have I done? How do I get back? The truth of the matter is there's help for the wandering soul, which means you. There's help for the wandering soul, which means me. And that's the help that we've talked through here this morning. So what I wonder as we really close here today is, are you wandering initially? Are you wandering? Like, when you come to the Word of God, are you finding great delight there? Or is your delight in something else? Your marriage, your children, your grandchildren? Is there something that I would rather be doing? I would rather be doing this than spending time in God's Word. I'm not saying you spend 24-7 in the Word of God. What I'm saying is if I delight in something more than the Word of God, I've got an idolatry problem. Enjoy the blessing. Desire most your God. So are you wandering? Am I wandering? Are we finding ourselves struggling? Maybe you're trying to depend on your own Word. You're trying to do this yourself. Maybe you've got a divided heart. I want Jesus and this. I want to enjoy His Word and I want to indulge my sin a little bit. Why can't I have both? Because if I'm not devoted, I won't depend. And if I don't depend, I won't find delight. And I'm just wandering that path where ultimately I'm going to ask the question, how did I get here? It was supposed to be just this once. Prone to wander, Lord, I feel it. Prone to leave the God I love. So here's my heart, Lord, take and seal it. Seal it for your courts above.